Welcome to the Glojo Podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Kalal, and every week I'll be sharing thought-provoking, soul-soothing, and inspiring conversations from personal stories to insider tips and tricks. At the Glojo, you can always find what you need when you need it most. This is permission. Permission to be you, permission to be messy, permission to feel all the feels. So what do you say? Let's do this together. I'll see you in the Glojo. Hello and welcome to the Glojo podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Kalau, and today we are talking about the best gift you can give someone, and I believe the best gift that you can receive as well. What I'm going to be diving into in this Soul Bite episode today, what we're going to be talking about is presence, and that is presence with an E-N-C-E, not an E-N-T-S. So there's presence versus presence, the gifts, the physical things that you gift people. One is, we'll say, qualitative. One is more quantitative. One is unseen, but I believe very felt. The other is maybe very felt and you can see it, but does it actually have a deeper impact on the receiver? This is what we will be talking about today. There are so many books and different philosophers and theories on the power of presence. For example, if you've heard of Eckhart Tolle, he became famous around the world when he published The Power of Now. And The Power of Now is a book dedicated to talking about, we'll say, the ins and the outs. And he shares his personal spiritual awakening when he realized that all we truly have is the present moment. And so to me, presence happens when you're living in the present moment. And living in the present moment is way easier said than done, especially in the society that we live in when we are always connected. And there are a million distractions, like every millisecond, and different notifications and things and ads and blinking signs and shiny objects pulling us away from the present moment, from what we're doing, from who we're connecting with or talking with. And and so I'm really excited to have this conversation because this is something that I know I can really, really improve on. And I've had those moments in my life where I've been with someone who is so engaged and they are so present in the conversation that we were having. They had so much energy focused on me. It was a palpable experience. It was truly transformational. And when I think back to how that person made me feel in those moments when I was interacting with them, it's hard to explain. It was really, really impactful in a positive way. And I know that I want to be able to show up and make somebody feel special, make somebody feel like they're the center of the world and that they're all that exists in that present moment. One of my favorite quotes is by Maya Angelou. I just love this woman. This is what she said. I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. 
And so here's a quick breakdown of how this episode is going to go. I'm going to give the formal definition of presence, and then I'm going to share my personal definition of presence. Um, We're going to talk about some of the benefits that come when you are more present. And these are benefits that you'll personally experience in your life. So this isn't all about how you make somebody else feel when you're present, despite the quote and the personal story I just shared. And then I'm going to share eight tips to help you live a more present life so you can reap all of the incredible benefits that are waiting there for you to experience. So let's get started. When I googled the definition of presence, this is what came up. The state or fact of existing, occurring, or being present in a place or thing. Another definition says a person or thing that exists or is present in a place but is not seen. Those are kind of boring to me as usual when I look up definitions. I'm like, okay, it's good, I guess, but it's missing the essence of why this is so important. And then I have to think, I'm like, is part of the reason why being present is this elusive thing because it's not even really showcased or defined in a way that does it justice. Putting my skepticism of how many things are defined aside, here is my personal definition of what presence is. To me, presence is the ability to be in the moment, to live in the here and now, to experience everything that life has to offer as you move through life throughout each second, each minute, each hour of the day. It's about truly being present in mind, body, we'll say emotions. Spiritually, you are here. You're in the moment. Your mind isn't wandering. It's not racing around thinking about everything that you have to do or all of the things that you wish would have gone different. The power of presence and the practice of presence, because presence is a skill that is learnable. That's why it's a practice. This is one of the fundamentals in Buddhism and in some other practices and in other ancient traditions around the world. The Buddhists have the term called monkey mind. And I don't know about you, but I know I can definitely relate to that term. I think that it is a brilliant genius term. Monkey mind. What do monkeys do? They jump all over the place. They're kind of pesty. They're cute, but they're like, hey, I'm here. Now I'm here. Now I'm here. Then I'm here. And they kind of can bug you. I'm not sure if you've ever spent time with monkeys, but I have. And you think they're cute until... They start being a nuisance and stealing your things and, you know, all that monkey business that that they get into. A lot of what I'm going to share today is how to get rid of the monkey mind so that you can truly enjoy the present moment. My hope is that by the end of this episode, you have more awareness into your personal presence habits, and you also have some tips and ideas that will help you become more present and experience all of the amazing benefits in your life. Here's the interesting thing about presence. A Harvard study said that at least 50% of the time, we are not present. That means that we are either living in the past or we are living in the future. Now, I believe that you know we all kind of do all of it, but I think that people have tendencies to be more past-focused versus 
more future focused. If you're living in the past, some of the things that might be coming up for you, your second guessing, your shaming, you feel guilty, you feel more sadness, you feel more depression, you're low, you're down, you're more blue. If you have the tendency to live in the future, you're going to experience more anxiety. You'll feel more anxious. You're going to feel worried because you're spending your time thinking about all of these what ifs that probably won't even happen. And then we have the present moment that exists in between them. The power of the present moment. Alan Watts says the true reality is which he, and we'll add in she, they, lives is in the present moment. All we have is the present moment. This is a quote from Eckhart Tolle. He says, even when you remember the past, you can only remember it now. And even when you think of the future, you can only think of it now. So the present moment right now, this moment in time is truly all we have. It is what exists. And Eckhart Tolle also says, life is always the now. So if the present moment is all that we have, then why do we have the tendency to think of the past or live in the future? Well, I think a lot of this has to do with conditioning and what we believe we should be doing, how we should have showed up or how we should show up in the future. I truly believe that so much of what we do is to experience happiness and to be happy. And oftentimes we've been taught that to be happy, it means that you have the quote unquote successful job and the perfect relationship and the big house and the fancy car and all the clothes and the trips and the travel and all of these things that we have been taught through media, through TV, through advertising, magazines, through school, through friends, through family, that if we have these things, that's what's going to make us happy. And so we naturally learn to focus our time externally on how we can get these things so that we feel happier. But by doing this, we're actually taking away the power and the time that we have to be present. And so this isn't about saying that you never want to live in the past and you never want to live in the future because that's not true. It is important to think about the future. It is important to plan and to set goals and to, you know, have a purpose that you're working towards. And alternatively, it it is great to live in the past sometimes. It's good to be able to remember those fun experiences that you've had with loved ones. It's also good to be able to look at the past and figure out like, oh shit, what went wrong there? And how can I do it differently next time? The trick is to use your time in the past and in the future in a productive manner so that you truly can spend more time in the present. And so here are some of the benefits that arise when you are present in the moment. Are you ready for it? All right, here it is. Number one, when you learn to live in the present moment, you're going to experience an increased connection with yourself and with others. When you're present with someone, and I mean fully present, like I shared earlier in this episode, it can be a truly transformational experience for both of you. 
when your mind isn't racing, when you're not thinking about how to respond, when you're not thinking about your to-do list, or when you're not checking your phone when you're with that person, you're telling them they matter. You're showing respect. You're showing interest in them and their experience and what they're sharing with you. You're learning about someone. And it feels so incredible to have someone's full attention on you. And this is a gift that you can truly give someone. It'll feel great for you too to truly get to know someone and see them in a different light instead of all of the distractions. You can get lost in the moment and just enjoy the time together and create memories, right? When you're present in the moment with yourself, you're connected to your truth. You're connected to what is. You're connected to your personal truth. And I truly believe that the more time we spend connecting with our personal truth, the easier it is to live a life that is true for us. And when we're living a life that is true for us, that means we're doing the things that light us up and that matter to us. We're spending time with the people that matter to us. We're spending our energy in a way that is fulfilling. And so this is the first benefit of being more present. The second benefit of living in the present moment is you will experience less stress and anxiety, which can lead to better health. 90 to 95% of health conditions can actually be linked back to stress. Isn't that wild? And so when we remove the stress of reliving things that happened in the past that we have zero control over, like zero control over. And when we remove all of the unknowns that await in the future that are causing us stress and anxiety, and we spend time in the now, we're going to be happier. We're going to feel more ease. We're going to feel more flow. We're going to feel healthier. We won't be sad and depressed or full of shame and guilt because we're rethinking something and beating ourselves up. And we won't be worried and full of fear for all of these things that we really have no idea if they're going to happen or not. So when you learn to live in the present moment, you live with less stress, less anxiety, and a lot more happiness because you are appreciating what is and what's going around you right now. The third benefit of living a more present life is that you will be more productive and you'll experience an increase in focus. When you're able to focus on one thing or focus on that present moment and you're not distracted by all of these external things or internal thoughts, you're able to get so much more done. And when you're able to get more done in, let's say, at work, then you can actually unplug and then you can be more present with your family and friends later in the day. And so this is something that I see as a really, really positive cycle that builds and there's positive ripple effect. When you're more present in one area of your life, you're going to be more present in the other area of your life. And that's just going to feed the positivity all around. Benefit number four of being in the present moment. I believe that when we are present, we live a more aligned and fulfilled life. Now, here's why I think this. When we are present, we are in tune with who we are in the moment, with what is important to us, where we want to go next. And then we're able to make that next best decision. 
life is full of all of the next best decisions. You know, it reminds me of when I was designing and decorating my new home. This might seem a little random, but to begin with, I wanted to have everything perfect. I tried to pick out everything all at once, and it just wasn't realistic for lots of different reasons. What I ended up finding is that the way I did it, which was one piece, one room at a time, turned out so well because I would make one choice and that next choice would help me make the next best choice. And so that's what I'm talking about here. Being able to make decisions based on the truth in the moment. And this is where I believe that we actually have more control when we're in the present moment. Now, I also believe that a lot of our problems and struggles we face come from trying to control everything, especially things that are out of our control, like other people and circumstances that may or may not happen in the future or things that have happened in the past. That's not the kind of control I'm talking about. What I'm talking about here, again, is the ability to be in the present moment and you have the control to make that next decision, to take that next step and to align with what's true for you. The fifth benefit is you're going to be a lot happier when you are in the present moment. Now, why is this? When you're living in the present moment, you enjoy life more. And you enjoy the little things in life more. And really, if we think about it, life is a compilation of little moments that are always happening. And so when we can learn to be in tune with those little moments and to experience the magic and the daily miracles that go on around us, like nature and all of the cycles that it goes through, we're going to experience a lot more innate happiness. And we're going to just enjoy life more. And And who doesn't want to enjoy life more? So those are the benefits that come when you learn to live in the present moment. Now, here are some tips to help you become more present. Because remember, presence is a skill and we can learn how to do this and how to be better at it. Tip number one is meditate. Meditation is a popular practice and for good reasons. There is more and more scientific research showing the multitude of benefits that come from a meditation practice. If you've never meditated, just Google how to meditate and see what comes up. There are so many incredible resources out there. There are free apps. I'll link to a couple apps that I use. And really, at the end of the day, meditation is helping you to become present. Meditation is about being able to focus your thoughts in the present moment and actually be unattached to the thoughts that arise, to let a thought enter your mind and then let it float out without becoming attached to it and obsessing about it and going down a rabbit hole. Tip number two, and this is a tip that came up in quite a few of the resources was that I reviewed as I was doing my preparation for this episode is conducting a body scan. And so with the body scan, you close your eyes, or you can start at the top of your head, or you can start at your toes, and essentially you scan your body with your awareness, with your attention, and as you're scanning your body, you're paying attention to what do you notice? What do you feel? What is going on? And this helps you to train yourself to be present. Tip number three, do one thing at a time. I believe there are so many of us who wear multitasking as a badge of honor and 
yeah, multitasking has its benefits, but I actually think times are changing for multitasking. And as it was once this reveled, prized thing that you take pride in if you're an excellent multitasker, it's becoming more and more popular and more and more, I guess you could say, trendy to be really great at doing one thing through to completion and and then moving on to the next. Tip number four. And so tip number four is all about setting the intention to become more present. Again, this isn't something that we just decide to do and the next day we wake up and our whole life is different. It takes some time and it takes some awareness. And so set the intention to be more present and specifically set the intention to notice your thoughts as they start to wander. So if you're in a conversation and all of a sudden you notice your thoughts starting to wander or listen to another conversation that's going on next door to you, when you set the intention to notice it, you're more likely to actually notice that it's happening. And then you can come back to the present moment and you can refocus your energy on the person at who's in front of you or the conversation you're having or that task at hand. Tip number five, mindful eating. Now, this was another thing that came up in many resources. Mindful eating can be a really, really great way to help cultivate presence. And I love this because I hate to admit this, but way too often I am eating my lunch and or my breakfast in front of my computer. I am not being present with the food that I'm eating. And when you're not present with the food you're eating, one, you're not going to enjoy it as much. You're not going to be as grateful for it. And oftentimes you end up overeating. And so in one of the coaching programs that I participated in years ago, we had an exercise that we went through and it was really to like eat a strawberry. But before you eat it, you you pick it up and you touch it and you feel it and you feel the texture of it. And a strawberry, even though they're tiny, there's a lot going on there. And then you look at it and you look at the different colors and the vibrancy of the red and the green, and then you taste it. And when you're tasting it, you're paying attention to how it feels in your mouth and the taste on the different parts of your tongue, and you're savoring it in the moment. And so for me, mindful eating is something that I really want to practice. I don't want to be watching TV when I eat. I don't want to be on my phone. I don't want to be in front of my computer And I usually am. I want to be present in the moment, enjoying and appreciating the beautiful meal that I've prepared or that someone else has prepared for me. And so that's the tip that really resonates with me. Another tip, dance, dance, feel the music, feel your body. Notice how your body moves to the moves to the music in the present moment. Tip number seven, go on a nature walk. And so this was another popular one that showed up many, many places. Getting outside and going for a walk, but here's the caveat, without your phone. I am so guilty of this. I go for walks and I'm texting, I'm on my phone, I'm listening to music, I'm listening to podcasts or audiobooks. And while sometimes I think that it's a nice way to spend a walk, I want to start being a lot more mindful when I walk. And notice the nature around me and the people around me and all of the beauty that is always there, just waiting for us to notice it. The final tip is touch. Touch is it's a great way to use our senses to really feel something. And so right now, 
I'm just taking my pointer finger and I'm touching my forearm. And there's so much sensation in it when I actually stop and pause and pay attention to that motion. Whereas how often do we go through our day and we're touching all of these things and we're not even noticing that we're touching. And so touching your chair, touching your phone case, touching the couch that you're sitting on, touching your blankets, feeling your feet on the ground. There's so much sensation. There's so much that we can feel. And by feeling these things in a mindful way, we're learning and training ourselves to be more present. And again, when we're more present, we experience all of these incredible benefits. Now I would love to hear from you. What is your take on the power of presence? Is this something that you're naturally pretty good at? Is this something that you can get better at? What resonated with you? What benefits of being present do you really want to experience? And what tips really stood out to you? Again, I know for me, mindful eating is something that I really want to dive into more and being more present when I go out for my walks because I love walking. And I'm out there, so I might as well be enjoying all of it. You can check in with me and share what resonated with you over on Instagram at the Glojo and at Leanne Kalal. I will link to those profiles. I will link to both of those accounts in the show notes. I am also active on Facebook, so I will put a link to connect with me on Facebook. And I'm active on LinkedIn. So there are a lot of ways for us to connect. I've also recently relaunched my newsletter. So you can head over to theglowjo.com and get on the newsletter to receive updates, not only about the podcast, but every week I send a roundup of things that have inspired me in business and life. And I share my thoughts and inspirations with you. Um, So go over to theglowjo.com, get on the list. And I look forward to connecting with you more in all of these places. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you have a wonderful day. And I look forward to seeing you next week in the Glojo.